Well, it's good to be with you. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. And as many of you are aware, this Sunday we introduced an intern for the next couple of weeks, Adam McCutcheon. Adam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So uh, glad to have you on. We just want to talk a little bit about ministry, a little bit about uh, your life, your calling, and uh, your family background. So it should be fun. This Friday, a uh, quick um, announcement, 6 o'clock here at the Chapel Campus, 5793 Waterbury Still Road, Waterbury Center, that's 05677-05677. Adam's going to be sharing his testimony as we enjoy an all-family campfire with s'mores. Do you like s'mores, Adam? Uh, no, actually, but... <laughs> Other people so, can enjoy them. Other people can enjoy, and I know some people put Reese's peanut butter cups on instead, or caramels instead of the chocolate. So, uh, whatever people want to do, we're going to have a big raging campfire, uh, lawn games, yard games, and so if you just want to come hang out for a little bit, that should be fun. And I did tell Adam to limit his, uh, since Adam's training to be a pastor, we talk a lot, but limit his talk to about twelve to fifteen minutes. So don't worry about half an hour, 45 minutes, right? Makes sense? Yeah. All right, well, let's get started. So, Adam, you are a uh, junior. Actually, you just completed your junior year at Houghton College. I'm just going to bring up, mm -hmm. if I can. Oh, I got to add that to the screen. But it's Houghton.edu, Houghton.edu. So let's add this as well, and I'll make our faces big and not small. Did that do it? No, that just shut it off. Um well, we'll just talk. Why did you choose Houghton College? Uh, I was thinking, because being a pastor, a Wesleyan pastor, you have an option of about four schools. And if you want to be within six hours of your home, you have one option where I was living. So I could either go to New Brunswick or I could go to, uh, I think it's Virginia, or I could go to Houghton, which is in New York State, which is where I live. And uh, you just moved, or your family just moved over to Long Lake, New York. But before that, you were close to Woodstock? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long were you there? We were there 11 years, I think. Now, I have to ask, your dad is a pastor. So growing up, was that nice being a pastor's kid? Did you like it? Uh, people would kind of scowl a little bit because it's a very... Uh, I don't want to use the word liberal, but like the church hating area, like they've had very bad experiences with the church out there. That's too bad. And I find that is uh, the case in the Northeast more often than it's not. But um, so talk to me about your family. So you are a McCutcheon for those familiar with the standard church, which we were before becoming a Wesleyan church. And then even in the Wesleyan denomination. Uh, you're probably more Wesleyan than I am as far as family history and uh, grandparents, mm -hmm. all of that. First question, did that put pressure on you growing up, knowing that you had so many people involved in vocational ministry and specifically with the Wesleyan denomination? Um, not really in like that, like I was going to fail if I didn't, but I knew there would be praise if I did in a way, because it was like, that was the thing to do. That was the cool thing. Like the, uh, kind of the champion yeah. route you could take for your career. But my my three siblings aren't pursuing a call into pastoral uh, leadership. So I, I don't think it was too much. So your dad, I'm not going to say his age. You mentioned that the other day he just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Adam, or mm -hmm. Andy. Andy's <laughs> dad, you're Adam. 
Uh, talk to me about your siblings. You are not the oldest, but you're not the youngest. Who's the oldest? What's the age differences? I'm number three out of four. My sister, Ellen, is the oldest at 27. My older brother, James, is second oldest at 24. Then my little brother's graduating from high school, Michael, and he's 18. And he's going to be attending Houghton next year mm -hmm. for this fall? Yep. All four of us will have attended Houghton by the end. Is that where your parents went? Uh, my mom went there for two years. My dad went to Bethany Bible College, which is now Kingswood University. Which, that's the same place I went. Just he was a little bit before <laughs> my time. Um, so your brother just got married, mm -hmm. older brother. Did your sister just get married too? Yeah, it was in six months. They have, so, they have a little rivalry, like a push and pull. Like one does something sooner than the other, then the other strikes back. <laughs> so uh, two siblings got married within six months of each other. Does that put the pressure on you to get married soon? <laughs> they seem to be putting it on me, but I'm single and I'm, I'm loving it. It is. It's good. It's a um, good time. I just want to bring up this slide if I can. This is uh, Wesleyan.org. We are part of the Wesleyan denomination, Wesleyan.org. There's actually general conference going on now, happens once every four years. It was postponed because of COVID. But the Wesleyan denomination, it's a small denomination, uh, have you found, as we mentioned before, that your family's been Wesleyan for a long time? Is it nice being connected, or would you kind of prefer it be a larger denomination where you or your family wasn't known as well or known as much? I like it a lot because, well, for me, going into the ministry, I have automatic connections. I could just call up my uncle, one of my seven, I think, uncles that are in ministry, and just get a job probably <laughs> and that's always good we want job security mm -hmm. um you mentioned <laughs> and this is what's weird or interesting for pastors clergy people ask like when are you called to ministry vocational ministry and i know for myself i'm trying to think like was it some supernatural event and maybe it kind of was because i was a freshman in high school i went to a christian school and they had special services where they'd bring in a speaker for a week and he would just share and um, but that last Friday the, of the week that he was speaking, he said that I think some of you are being called to vocational ministry. And it was something like supernatural, mystical. It was weird. It was like, yeah, God, whatever you want me to do. But then that day, it was like, well, I think God wants me to go into vocational ministry, which was a little bit scary because, of course, I was going to be a professional athlete. I was going to be like a Hollywood actor and vocational ministry. This was not really what I had planned. But a little by little over time from that freshman year, I just kept moving forward and saying yes to God. Um, for you, your call to ministry, what did it look like? Uh, it's been it's been a lot of things. But when I was seven, I went to this prayer meeting. This guy named Fred came up to me out of my three siblings and I, he came up to me and he gave me this Iron Man watch, which is the, they're the nicer branded. His mom just got it for him for his birthday and it was really expensive. And he, he was like, God, I don't want to give this away. But then he, he just felt pressed to give that watch to me and say, God, I think you're going to be in the ministry and God's going to use you. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. So when you're seven, it's hard to process all those emotions. Is that something like you said, whoa, this guy said I was going to be a pastor. So now I want to be a pastor. Or has there been a time in your life where like he said it, but I, I don't know if I really want to go that direction. Uh, well, afterwards, I was like, wow, I'm going to be a rock star. <laughs> My <laughs> siblings were like, pray for me. And then <laughs> they're all reaching out their hands and stuff. But I, I've definitely 
found bumps in the road and I'm I'm sorting out my calling right now. It feels less clear yeah. than it did when I was seven, honestly, because I was so sure. But asking questions and figuring out theology and talking to different people, it's, it's a complicated world. And yeah. I'm just trying to sort it out. And I think that's great. And I really admire you being 21 and not knowing everything and not or in knowing that you don't know everything. That's a, a great place to be. I find too many times, even myself, like I know all the answers. I know what to do. So mm-hmm. keep questioning and asking God. I think that's an awesome place that yeah. all Christians should be. Um, ministry training, like your freshman year at Houghton, did you take regular courses? It sounds weird, but like math and oh, yeah. science? General, or? general education courses. I did take Calc 1. That was that was hard. Uh, <laughs> that was my last math course ever, though. So we're good. And so when you started to get into like ministry training courses, what are a couple courses you enjoyed early on? Uh, I really liked this class called Leadership in the Church. There is he went over like how to do a marriage ceremony or how to do a funeral or how to do pastoral counseling, which is I love counseling. It's something I'm passionate about. And I realized, wow, counseling is like a part of the pastoral job. That's super cool. And like, it's just all about like, how do you help people and like lead them in a way to live a holistic life and a life for Christ? Really good. Adam McCutcheon makes some time. Uh, he's interning with us for the next uh, few weeks. He's a junior. Well, actually, you're a senior now at Holton mm-hmm. College. What is your major? Are you a double major or you have a minor? I'm a theology major <clears throat> and a psychology minor. So with that, have you thought about going into counseling, whether Christian counseling or counseling being a Christian? Yeah, I've been thinking about Christian counseling. There's, I could be a counselor at a church and just everything is based on the hope of Christ with a Christian counselor. And I love that because you need a hope when you're trying to help people. What they're basing, their emotions are based on where their hope is. So I love the thought of Christian counseling, and I think the church is a great place to do that. And there are a lot of opportunities, but there aren't many of those out there. It's true. And uh, our congregation would have been, I'm a terrible counselor. So I'm (laughs) like, hey, I will listen. I'll empathize with your pain, but you just need more of Jesus. And sometimes, as as you found in psychology, there's some practical Mm -hmm. steps as well that help you get to that point. Yeah. Uh, one benefit that I found going to Bible college and doing an internship very similar to this, it was just longer, was I got to put my faith in action and just experience different things, whether preparing a sermon, going to a small group, uh, leading someone in the sinner's prayer, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you hope to experience and not just learn about, if that makes sense? Hmm. <coughs> hmm. I think experiencing the church having real impact. I've been unsure about my call recently, and I feel like God has just been like, keep going and see what happens because it's just been a consistent theme. And like when I when I went to the church this Sunday, I just found people that were like, Christ came into my life, and that was a super good thing. And it wasn't just like I had grown up as a Christian. I've been developing. I've been growing, and Christ has been changing my life. And I, I love to see that. And one thing that I find very interesting with that answer is your life verse, which you've told me, Joshua 1.9. This is from the New International Version. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you 
wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And so be reminded it's your life verse, not mine. I mean, it's a great verse in the <laughs> yeah. Bible. But so often we are discouraged. We don't know if we're strong enough. As you've had to process some of the doubts, not just in the calling, but maybe it's in your own life of like, God, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, the Christian life is hard. Relationships are difficult. Talk to me how this verse has brought you life, how God's really used this verse to keep you take moving forward, taking that next step. Mm. Yeah. Well, in college, I think a lot of people ask a lot of questions, and I definitely did. And it brought me down to real low points in my faith. And I'm just naturally very sensitive, so I kind of became depressed. And God, the strength theme in this verse was very powerful. He said, I just felt like he was saying all along, I'm making you strong. And throughout that, Throughout all those weak points, he took away all the things I took for granted that I just believed in Christ just because my parents did or just because the Bible said so. And he took it down to the core theme of God is love and Christ died because of love and I am love. And all the things that I did, I was I hated myself and God built me up with the fact that I am loved. And I, I believe that now, and I can tell I'm significantly stronger, and I'm able to to walk and not be afraid because I know God's love for me. That's amazing, and that's great, and uh, it gives me goosebumps um, just hearing you say that because I remember while being in Bible college, and again, and, and not to surprise of anybody listening or watching, but. I was a little bit arrogant, not quite cocky, but probably overconfident, thinking I knew everything. Mm -hmm. And then it was going through the valley of the shadow of death, the hard knocks of like, do people like me? Whether it's being an Enneagram 3 or whatever it is, I was seeking the attention of people, the pats on the back, the high fives, oh, Jeff, that was great, instead of just being comfortable and confident that God loved me. And that that was enough. So, mm-hmm. um, Adam McCutcheon, uh, thank you so much. A couple more questions and we'll get you out. I want to ask you some specific things about being here at Living Hope Wesleyan Church in Waterbury Center, Vermont. You came in last Thursday. This is uh, the 24th of May, 2022, the time we're recording. Um, you actually were left alone today by me uh, <laughs> to do the free coffee, mm-hmm. and you had a uh, great response compared to what i've had a very limited response but is there a highlight or something you just wanted to share about that experience of setting up free coffee and seeing multiple cars go by and for me you get a little discouraged you pray for those going by you Mm -hmm. uh, hope that they realize the church is actually doing something for them not just asking something from them but what was your experience today well, first off, it was 6.30, and I was like, I hope no one shows up because <laughs> I was really tired. <laughs> but then uh, someone pulled in, and they got out, and I just had, like, the best conversation with them. And they were not – they're not a Christian, but they have a Christian background. And it was just a classic thing with our generation that they want to be spiritual and they want to hope in something, but they're just unsure, and they didn't know. And – just I realized the value in that we gave the opportunity to spark that discussion was just so huge. And that that woman now is thinking about 
us and like we we pop the idea into their head whether they're going to come to the church or not they're thinking about it yeah and she was thinking i think she's going to come back next week and that was just one there were five people that came three of them are church members but it was really really yeah yeah and uh yeah the the wooing of the holy spirit and this is something that sounds probably super spiritual but um we can do whatever god wants us to do hopefully in obedience but god loves people even more than we do so whether mm-hmm. they're in the vehicle, whether they're fixing lunch or whatever they're doing, the Holy Spirit just loves them and trying to draw them. So thank you for being there. Um, yeah. Also, this past weekend, you got to uh, drive over Smuggler's Notch with me. And then you went Sunday with my wife and daughter to Bingham Falls and Stowe. You did not jump off the waterfall, but you did go into the water. First question, how cold was that water? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to be 21. Um, talk to me about Vermont. I mean, you live in the Adirondacks, but mm-hmm. I think Vermont's a little bit different, especially Smuggler's Notch, Bingham Falls. Mm-hmm. How do you like this area? I like it a lot. It's really, I, I don't want to say like congested in an odd way, but like everything's kind of close. Like you can go rock climbing over there. You can go to a resort over there and you can, I don't know, the grocery stores over there and everything's super green, which I love. I love it. It's super colorful and like life. And so not to uh, speak for God, because he did not tell me this, but if if God ever said, hey, Adam, like maybe in the future you can, well, take over for Jeff or you can move to Vermont and do ministry here. I know it's early on and I'm putting you on the spot, but talk to me about the opportunity that any place has. But right now in Vermont, do you think there's a lot of opportunity for people to hear the gospel? I think so. Uh, I think the woman I met this morning is a prime example. She, she, she just represents like a lot of people right now with the upcoming social media and like our opportunity to have so many viewpoints and opinions. Like people are just curious at this point and they, they want to have discussions and they want, they're, they're becoming less fierce towards Christianity and more just curious. So I think having a church that's very thoughtful and starting discussions would be it's, yeah, this is what we need right now. And something I've learned or am learning is I don't have to be an expert. If somebody asks me a question about the Bible or Bible trivia, like who was Samson's great-great-grandmother, mm-hmm. like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but just being okay not having the answer, I think it helps for you. Are you a millennial or a Gen Z or whatever they Gen call Z. you? Yeah, they're so, calling us Zoomers now because of COVID, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Zoomer. Uh is it important that the older generation uh, acknowledges we don't have the answer instead of trying to fake that we always do? I think that's the most aggravating thing for our generation is them think, or sometimes they do have the answer, obviously, but acting like they have all the answers to the point where we can't discuss what we actually want, want to believe in or struggling with. So then they're just left on their own at that point because they can't have discussion. And I like the fact that we can have a discussion and come up with the same conclusion, but you still have the discussion. You don't just say, well, because the Bible says so or because I say so. But if that's really Mm -hmm. the truth, we can actually work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We can ask Jesus questions and he'll prove himself as the way, the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. Um, For you being... And again, I didn't grow up Wesleyan. I didn't grow up with any clergy in my immediate family. Um, has that been hard for you to have that 
liberty or that freedom to ask questions when maybe you felt the pressure of yourself where you should just believe what what everybody else believes yeah there's definitely an attitude growing up of like why are you questioning this is the right way hmm. and then I was just like, okay, I guess. But then after a while, I was like, well, I still want to ask this question. And like that, that answer wasn't super satisfying. And yeah. So when you are, well, you're 21 now, when you are 30, just we'll think out in the future. Do you see yourself being a lead pastor, solo pastor, staff pastor, or just somebody that's counseling? What are some of your hopes and dreams for the future? I like to do, I would like to do a lot of different things. I think being a lead pastor would be super cool, especially at a church like this. I find super friendly and like willing to grow, but I'd also like to maybe do counseling in the church. Maybe, maybe even social work, maybe do construction or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think God's going to call me all over. So I feel right now. Well, I would agree with that, especially because I work uh, part-time. Well, I work one morning a week at the golf course so I can get free golf. Then I work, <laughs> you know, a day a week at the resort so I can get free use of the pool. But I really feel genuinely that God opens doors for me to meet people and just share the gospel with them. So it's kind of like intensely putting yourself as a Christian in non-Christians' lives. Mm -hmm. Um do you think, I wonder, and this is complete speculation, but I wonder if some pastors would just prefer being in their study, preparing a sermon, instead of trying to engage the lost with, does this gospel really work? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? I think that's a good way to burn out. I think some <laughs> some pastors do do that, but they miss, it's hard to have friends as a pastor because you're the leader and you have this title on you that makes it makes a difficult barrier to cross, which could be crossed, but not having those authentic uh, relationships outside that are just normal and they're just people seeing you as a human and not as you as this, some sort of like super Christian that needs to be perfect all the time allows you to just process things and have healthy relationships to laugh and just be yourself. So Adam McCutcheon makes some time. We're going to wrap up shortly, but he is going into his senior year at Houghton College, just uh, completing an internship with us this summer as part of the course requirements. And we are so excited to have you here, Adam. So uh, thank you again for making the time and uh, sharing with us. But as we think about uh, Vermont and the different ministry opportunities you have, sharing your testimony at the campfire, quick plug for that, Friday the 27th, 6 o'clock at the Chapel Campus. We're going to have s'mores and a campfire. Hopefully all you and your family can uh, can attend. Um, do you look at your life story, God's story in you as boring? Like, do you wish you had more sex, drugs, and rock and roll in it? Or just share with us a little bit about how you view your story and God's faithfulness in it. It's a, it's a big question. <laughs> uh, I think my, my story is interesting to me just because I grew up very sensitive. So everything hurt me. Like, and I think everything would hit me. Like, even if it didn't mean to, like, if you turn, like didn't hear what I say, like as a kid, that would have really thrown me off. Hmm. And I think today that's really given me an ear for, like the the mundane things that happen that really affect people like paying attention being the most basic form of love and really valuing like paying attention to someone when they're talking or realize god works through the little things way more than he works through the big things in the life and 
he's shown me through my little things that I've been super sensitive about that they're powerful. And I think that's, that's interesting to me, but I don't think it'd be interesting to a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. But I think also with your psychology interest and as people really want to know what others are going through, there is that nuance that's very interesting that sometimes we bypass because your story might look different than my story. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing we laughed at is, uh, Adam, I guess your family, according to you, is more quiet than us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bethany, Jay and I and uh, my nephew buddy came over and we we're playing a game or doing something. And we could be a little bit vocal, loud. Like, I don't think we're mean. Sometimes we're too sarcastic. We have to rein that in. But uh, living in the church basement, sharing like a wall with our house, uh, hearing us yell like, did you wonder, like, are they fighting? Are they mad? How have you had to adjust just to this new living experience? I mostly just blank out because I don't know how to respond. But <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it, though. It's, it's a very interesting culture to be thrown into. Definitely. That's something that we can always learn wherever we go, how to uh, be ourselves, but learn from others and kind of figure out, like, are they fighting upstairs? Like, should I call? But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's good. But Adam, before we let you go, Two things, and then I'm going to ask you to pray uh, for us as we close. But um, you're preaching this Sunday and next Sunday. And yes, uh, having an intern, it does free me up a little bit, even though I have been pretty studious, maybe a little bit studious. But preaching two sermons back-to-back Sundays, um, is that exciting for you? And as you think about that answer, I know for me, it's been said that Sunday comes every week unless the Lord returns. But you plan a sermon, and I start planning like Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking about that sermon all the way until Sunday morning. And then I take my three-hour nap Sunday afternoon. And then <laughs> Sunday evening, I'm starting again. What are your thoughts on preaching back-to-back weeks? Uh, I'm having a bit of like, like ah <laughs> realizing it's it's tuesday and i i've started but it's just like you i have to have this done it's not a homework assignment i can turn it in late like yeah it's coming it yeah it's a bit overwhelming but i know i'm gonna be able to do it and i know one of the sundays you were thinking about preaching about uh samson right mm-hmm. yeah what is it about samson's story that kind of intrigues you or something you'd like to share from it my mom always said like she felt like god was saying I'm a Samson. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But going back to my life first, the strength aspect, like what made Samson strong was is really important or like intriguing to me. His hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or his, uh, his promise that he made with God that he was God's child. He was a Nazarite. Adam, turn that way all the way. Can you see Adam's ponytail? I called it uh, a warrior. I don't, I don't know what I called mine, but to point out warrior Adam a little bone. bit. Yeah, he asked me uh, early on, he's like, is my hair okay? Or it came up something about his hair. And so then I had to admit, yeah, I had mine like that last year. So um, that was comforting. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's permanent, we really don't care. And I don't know if God does either. So um, yeah, maybe after the Samson story will shave your head and then you'll go back like that or probably not. I wish I uh, would have kept my hair. It took forever to grow well, but um, we could be matchers. Yeah. yeah. Adam, 
Adam, if you would, um, won't you close us in prayer? Mm-hmm. And uh, for those listening, watching, uh, finding us on YouTube at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, the church Facebook page, or Twitter at Hope for Vermont, or on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan, um, we just hope that you are uh, encouraged by Adam's story, by his uh, testimony, but also we hope to do one more at the end of your time here and just reflect back at uh, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, uh, Center of Vermont, and just how God's used you to bless us during your time. Mm-hmm. But um, as we close, would you just close us in prayer? Of course. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for this opportunity and all the opportunities that you give us. I pray that you would grow me as I am here and that you would grow Jeff and bless his family. And I ask that you'd bless this church. And I ask that you would imprint on us the expanse of your great love and how wide and how long and how deep it is. And we thank you for your great mercy and what you did on the cross. Lord, we love you. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks a lot, Adam. And uh, we'll be back. So hopefully we'll see you Sunday, Friday night, the 27th, 6 o'clock. Campfire with s'mores. Adam is going to be sharing more then. Hopefully you can join us. Thanks all.